Hello, everybody. I am Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's popping in the culture. My guest today is Laurie Metcalf, Tony nominee again. I mean, you must be bored with this. It's just <laughs> one after another for her performance oh. in uh, Three Tall Women. Uh, and then because she had nothing to do, she decided she would bring back Roseanne. Not that you did it no. alone. There were a lot of people that did it. Yeah. And there's just so much happening in your I life. Know. Are you excited about it? I am. It? I've had this these past, uh, I'm going to say, like two, two and a half, three years have been so wonderful to be able to bounce between film, um, TV, oh, and Oh, that little thing theater. called Lady That Bird little thing that exploded, exploded. in a way that right. I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. And that, and I got so spoiled on that. I, re- I truly hadn't done a movie in a decade, really two. And... Um, and so I thought, oh, this will be something small and quiet that I can, you know, see, put my toe back in the water again. And I wanted to work with Greta and Sersha, of course, mm-hmm. and Scott Rudin again, mm-hmm. and Tracy Letts, my friend from Steppenwolf, from, who, from ne- who I yeah. had never worked with before. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just, it had this great A team and a beautiful script um by Greta and and uh the the uh the vibe on the set was just so relaxed and um it, it, everybody felt very protected and taken care of by Greta she's just a natural uh, yeah d- she's director. great she's been on the show a couple of times and every time it is there's an energy there but there's also this um tenderness yes that exactly. you, you don't see very much with yeah. somebody who has to be in such control mm-hmm. over this yeah but it's a whole different thing isn't it Lori? when it the little movie that you did and came back and did everybody had a great time then becomes this entity and it becomes award season yes. just like three tall women is now in yeah. the middle of a tony award season i had no clue of what that media ride was like when you get to the oscar level mm-hmm. no clue at all it's probably best that i didn't <laughs> because it was three months of a lot a lot of press but look at you in terms of roseanne you had three emmys for playing jackie you know, mm-hmm. three of those little back babies. Back in the day, yes. Ba- back in the day, but now that day is back again, and we're going to come to Emmy nomination season <laughs> just a month away. You're never getting off of this train. The train. This is, yeah. this is the way. I, I bought a round trip ticket. I didn't even know what I was buying. Here it is. It's all happening. It, yeah. I, I, I just have been so lucky to have crazy good material, ensembles that mm-hmm. are all, everybody's at the top of their game. I mean, yeah, uh, from Lady Bird and A Doll's House Part Two last year mm-hmm. and Three Tall Women now and, and Roseanne, that cast and um, the, the new cast on the show, the kids that they've hired are fantastic. So I'm just surrounded by all this creative energy and... You know. Oh yeah, I didn't throw in the Big Bang Theory. Oh, Big Bang! Where, where that's just a that's modest little one. show, isn't it? Yeah, you know? I, I go, I walk onto that set, and it's 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 a fantastic feeling on that set because, um, you know, they've been doing it for I don't know nine seasons already, maybe ten, and mm-hmm. but, but everybody's there to work and doesn't take it uh, for granted that, that that it's about you know keeping the show at the very top level that it lives at. I don't know if you've seen Young Sheldon, the spin-off. I have, but I think it's amazing on that because you, your character is played by your own daughter, Zoe Perry, right? So I, what is this? I don't know, except <laughs> to say 
that it has given both shows to me when I see them this extra layer. It's very layered now. I, I when I flew in to tape uh, the the wedding. I had a very small little scene mm-hmm. with uh, Jim, mm-hmm. so, and I, my line was, I wish your father could have been here. And, and now I, I have that actor Lance's face in my head when I, when I was saying that, and I knew that, you know, he passes away when, when Jim's character, Sheldon, is very young. Mm-hmm. And it just really cemented it to me. It was very emotional. Um, and... And the and then the fact that my daughter Zoe is play that I don't know she's either she's playing me or I'm playing her or but this can, can no she comes ever, first yeah, she, she so she originated she, it, she, it, she did know. in her and, own way yeah but this can't have ever happened I know mothers and daughters have worked together but they can't have played the same character on concurrent shows. No, it could never happen. No. I just, I, no, I don't accept the fact that it could actually be. It could be like a great deal of therapy involved <laughs> in trying <laughs> to work out yeah. you know, what that really means <laughs> right. and how much it's like <laughs> the both of you as yeah. mother and daughter growing up with her yeah. in the beginning. And then there's, le- then there's levels of growing up also mm-hmm. that I see in Roseanne of mm-hmm. revisiting that set where I see the daughters who are now in their 40s having a fight in the kitchen where they literally grew up, you know, because they cast us as a family and we bonded and we became a family over the decade that we shot that show. Mm-hmm. But now we re- really are. We spent so much time together that there's such a history there. It, it, it's, it's, um, it's just uh, richer to me now, this, this reboot, it, uh, because of those layers in that history. Well, it's, it's a weird thing to compare the characters on Roseanne to the characters in Three Tall Women because it's not really the same world, right. but it is basically about uh, aging. Yes. What happens to you when right. that goes on, right. how you approach life differently or mm-hmm. how you remember it differently. Exactly. And it's, it's all there. Uh-huh. And you could basically... And the younger one is projecting mm-hmm. forward and then the middle one has the... Th- 360 degree view. Oh yeah. And then the older one is reflecting back. Mm-hmm. I love I think watching uh, Three Tall Women as an audience member must be kind of fascinating to see at the different ages how they all recall a certain event that they have lived through. I see in that audience at Three Tall Women people um you could see something just hit them and they kind of lose the play for a moment mm-hmm. while they're living their own <laughs> version mm. of it in their heads mm. which is theater when it works mm-hmm. you know yes it really it's, is. it's, it's really specific to Albie and yet you identify with it in the same way that Ladybird was so specific to Greta but it hit home to everyone oh. so it's it's you you watch somebody's details of their life and then you know uh, um, apply it to your own but of all these things that you do is the theater your baby is yes. this the one that just drops? I re- yes, I remember seeing you uh, way back in the '80s in Bomb and Gilead. Oh, and it was just one of these things where I had that was a special show. Whoa, really special. We brought it from Steppenwolf from, Steppenwolf, from, from Chicago, Chicago um, plugged in a lot of excellent New York actors, and it ran for nine months. That's the longest theater I've ever been in. It was really special. It was very theatrical and had images in it that have remained with people. And it had this brilliant monologue that I was able to give. And uh, we had music by um, 
Springsteen and, and uh, Ricky Lee Jones and Tom Waits, they all came mm -hmm. to see it on different nights. We were all starstruck. It was a real cool time to be in New York and doing theater. Mammoth things were going on. Sam Shepard, really, really You've worked with exciting. them all. You've worked with them all. I, I haven't worked that much in New York. No, but believe it or not, because I was always doing it in Chicago. Chicago yeah. yeah, but but I'm I'm trying to make up that time now because I I just keep returning to New York to do more and more, more and more plays. I think uh, it's just where I'm more comfortable. Maybe because it's where I started out mm -hmm. doing theater and and uh, all those years in, in Chicago, and I I feel like I understand my way around a stage better than I do in front of a camera. When Glenda Jackson was here, she said something to me about your process as opposed to her. She said, I go home every night and read the play all the time. Mm -hmm. But you actually do it before people get in their seats? Oh, well, that's a kind of a vocal and mental warm-up for me Yeah. Um, once we're uh, d running the show. Right. I like to get, go, get to the theater early. She still beats me every day, though. She's, yeah. she's the first one there. <laughs> With her door wide open, and she's got a little transistor radio that's about that big, <laughs> like a deck of cards, and it's real scratchy, and she's playing, I don't know, either a news program or classical music, mm -hmm. and she's sitting at her dressing table. Um, but I go early and go through all my lines, you know. On even, stage. Even, so I usually do it on stage, but uh, this particular set is a little too busy for that, so I lock myself in my dressing room and do them all there, even on a two-show day. Now it's just superstitious, I think, if something bad will happen if I don't if do it. If you don't but, do it. Yeah. So God but forbid you're late. Yes. <laughs> well, I would be running them as I'm running down the, the sidewalk or however I'm getting to the theater. Like I it doesn't matter as long as you're doing it. As long it. as I get every single line out. In the uh, subway. Allowed. That would be a great yeah. place. Well, I, I look think. like a crazy woman. <laughs> running them to myself walking down the street. I think there's a lot of company here in this city where, <laughs> that I call home. A lot of us will be talking to ourselves about something. Yeah. It won't be the words of Edward Albee, unfortunately, but <laughs> it'll be something yeah. that comes something, to our head yeah. Yeah, to do that. So you, growing up in Chicago, was this you saying to yourself, I'm always going to be an actor? This is me? Oh, Mom no. And Dad, well, I this grew is... up, no, I grew up in Southern Illinois, so I knew zero actors, and I never ever thought that it would be a possibility. I knew that I liked it because I did it a little bit in high school, but I was pretty shy and I, and and then when I fell in with um, the other actors who and we formed Steppenwolf, that was what gave me the confidence to think, well, maybe I can do this as a group. I'll be in this safety environment, mm -hmm. safe environment, and we can do it as a group. Uh, had I tried to do it on my own, I, I doubt that I would be doing it today. I think I, I, I didn't. I don't think my skin was thick, thick enough to take uh, some rejections, and I, so I that probably comes with the territory. Yeah, I, I probably would have gone on a couple of auditions in St. Louis because I was down mm -hmm. in Southern Illinois and not gotten them, and then just called it a day. But that didn't happen. No, because no. I met all these fantastic people, and it turns out like they were really good. In John the, Malkovich, yeah. Gary Sinise, yes. Terry Kinney, yep. Jeff Perry, Perry. Glenn Medley, yes. Uh, jo um, uh, 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 had another one. I was, oh, oh, well, there was a slew of them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of them, yeah. I don't know. They all, they're working somewhere. They work. They're working this. actors. They, they yeah, managed they did to okay. do this. <laughs> but so, yeah, there's your daughter Zoe, part of it. You have four yeah, kids, right? Yeah. 
It's funny because I saw her also on Scandal with her father. Yes. This is what goes on when you raise kids <laughs> in this universe. Well, I didn't let her do it as she was growing up, although she played young Jackie on a couple of episodes of Roseanne. Mm -hmm. They were always um, Halloween episodes, mm -hmm. so they would do a flashback. Did you try to encourage or discourage her from Well, I discouraged this? her when she was so young because mm -hmm. I didn't, she wanted to do it at that age, mm -hmm. um, but I thought that uh, I couldn't imagine having that kind of responsibility on your shoulders at that young of an age. It, had she landed a, a real job, you know, and, and, and had to show up and, you know, really do the work and deliver, you know. So I didn't want her to have that, um, that stress. You know, in no, case. I don't. Yeah. So, so, and then all through high school, she sort of gave it up. She didn't want to do it anymore. And then she fell in at Northwestern with a theater crowd, and they worked their evil magic ways on her, and she became a theater rat. <laughs> you know, she 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 loves um, theater first and foremost, also like I do. I saw her with you on stage in oh a play. the other place. The other place wasn't that was, a beautiful? It show? was, and it's again because I couldn't trust the words you were saying as a character. Yes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I was believing, and then I'm saying, uh -huh. I can't believe you. I know that yeah. unfolded in such a great right. way for the audience. Yeah. yeah, I loved. I I did love that play. You light up when you talk about your work. You've hit, I've read things about you where you said I'm a workaholic. Are you? Is it yeah, do you have yeah. to always I, be? I, I, I don't like the downtime. <clears throat> I mean, it is. It does make me feel energi energized mm -hmm. and creative. I love nothing more than being in a rehearsal room on a on a brand new piece of material, especially the, a theater piece. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's my favorite place to be. <laughs> no. Starting to starting that that. <clears throat> dig. It's like an archaeological dig, you know, like what's what's in this script? What can I dig out? What What's the best way that I can bring this thing to light and give an audience uh, the best ride that I can get, uh, set them on? Which you've been doing, you know, but you have younger kids now, too. Mm -hmm. That are, are they wanting to do this? The 12-year-old, she's about to be 13, she just starred in Singing in the Rain in, uh, <laughs> in North Hollywood at a little community theater group. Okay. She did a fantastic job. I, I only have seen clips from it so because <laughs> uh, I wasn't able to be there, but uh, she's got a voice like Ethel Merman. And which, and which I'm so jealous of because I would love to do a musical and I can't sing. Oh no. Yeah. That's hard to believe. Yeah, because I, I love interpreting dialogue, but I would love to interpret a song and have that 11th hour number, you know, and feel that rush of having a There's a, a way full to do that without the in technical back. ability to, you don't maybe. have to be Renee Fleming. Yeah, you know? maybe. You Belt could do something it. Out. Because in a few minutes when we end the show, this show, which is your first time, always ends in song. Oh, good. It does. So you can have that to look forward to in a few <laughs> minutes. But when you like you started, was it Desperately Seeking Susan? Yeah. Was that the first movie? Yes. So that's Madonna? Yes. Also starting? Yes, also starting. What was that like? She was she was such a eager like student. She was so committed to doing a good job and she she knew she was out of her element. I was too mm -hmm. because I had never done a movie. I had only done theater and the casting directors who put me in it had seen Balm and Gilead. Mm -hmm. So that's how I snuck in. But she was really wanted to learn, you know, I, I and and I did too. So um, I really admired that yeah. about her. 
If, you, if there were Martians that came down who happened to go to three tall women and said, you know, I like that Lori Metcalf. She's got something I like. What would you say are two of the three things you would tell those Martians to see that you've already done? That, that, I've reflect, already, that make you happy about what you did? Because it looks like... Are you, lately, you I've had a yourself. lot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I am. But lately, I would say um, the, seas- the three seasons of Getting On. Oh, great Which job. I right. thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And everybody working on it knew that um, it was like lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. That this, it, the, the writing was fantastic, and so was the casting and everything about it. And you I would thought. think, okay, let's, we're going to do this about geriatrics. We're, I know. <laughs> And it walked that perfect fine line of having heart and humor. Mm-hmm. They, the writers did it so well. I was really proud of that series. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I don't know if I've ever even said that before. But I was. And then also, uh, like I said, I had a wealth of it come down the, the, the pike lately. I did uh, one episode of Horace and Pete which was a long, long monologue with Louis C.K. <laughs> that he wrote and directed and acted opposite me. And it was, um, we were just sitting across the table. The, the material was superb, and uh, he trusted me with it, and it took me a month to learn it. And uh, I, I, thought, I, I just thought that it was a, one of the biggest challenges I ever had and a huge payoff because I thought that it was a um, beautiful piece of Material. Talk about monologue too. You know, mm-hmm. it's um, it was a back to Bomb and Gilead. Yeah, <laughs> Bomb and Gilead right. was yeah. was another highlight, even mm-hmm. though that's been thirty four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the the I think that the the writing that they do on Roseanne has been so smart lately, and it's um, I didn't know where they would go with it, but I think they've crafted it perfectly with making it current, but also nostalgic at the same time yeah it's it's a fine line to walk well i think you i want you to keep walking that fine line (laughs) i think it's a great line to walk and it's been a pleasure having you on the show but now it's the time for song it could be your 11 o'clock number what would be this before you even sing something that's still there in your throat in my throat in there where is it heart throat uh head my voice? <clears throat> Your voice, yeah. My singing voice? Your singing voice, yeah. Well, it's very much throat. Throat. Yeah. So it's it's <clears throat> it's like a it's like a train whistle. <laughs> it's like I like, like this. That. But it has a range of about three notes. Mm-hmm. So So give me those three notes. Uh, where would I the bottom where would, would be? I got an octave in me. No, you do. <laughs> what would have been the 11 o'clock number that you I wish you know. could sing? I don't know. And the, I, Rose's I don't turn? What, oh, God, yeah. Oh, that I have a dream. Please, please, yes. I dream about you, baby. <laughs> it's gonna come true, baby. <laughs> they think that we're through, but baby. baby. Yo, uh, I, better, I better end it there. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love it. That was great. I think, you know, Sondheim is listening. Create something for this one. I've got you an know. octave. That's it, you too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Peter. That was great. <laughs>